When any new product or event hits the scene, you typically see content and ads centered around register for my event or reasons to attend X event. But I've noticed a more creative approach to enticing users to your conference is by previewing the subject matter experts before visitors make that call to drop thousands of dollars and time away from the office for an event or a conference. That's what originally drew me into an upcoming event called Manifest the Future of Logistics. They have a killer website and an even better email newsletter. It's like one of those newsletters that gives you a high level snapshot of everything that's happened in the logistics industry during the week. And if you see something that catches your eye, you can choose to read more about it. I've been digging the pre-event marketing so much that I sent a cold email through their website asking if they needed any help with coverage during the event and that I'd love to offer up my services. And it worked. Hello again, Blythe Bromley with Digital Dispatch here, and look at me sending a cold email. But what happened after I sent that cold email is really the beautiful thing about digital communication and why I feel so passionate about content marketing in this space. I'm now honored to be moderating a panel with some of the top industry execs covering autonomous trucking. I'm planning on recording interviews on site, and it's an excuse to travel to Vegas in January, all because of a cold email. I also get to bring you this conversation with conference chair for Manifest and EVP of Programming for Connective, Pam Simon. She's the one that's heading up the good content marketing I spoke about earlier. It's a really fun conversation about what goes into planning an event at this scale, the different things they're offering at the event. And when I say different, I mean different, like a Bloody Mary and donut bar or a puppy section. Yes, a puppy section and why she chose to interview a lot of the same folks ahead of time that are also going to be speaking at the conference itself. It's a really creative approach and it's originally what drew me in and has evolved into a relationship where I can actually have her on the show and chat with her about this entire process. It's a fun conversation, like I said before, so I hope you all enjoy. Let's switch gears a little bit to content marketing and events because few are more qualified to talk about this topic than conference chair for Manifest the Future of Logistics happening in January 2022 and executive vice president of programming for Connective. We're bringing on Pam Simon. Pam, welcome into the show. Hey, how are you? Very well, very well. Glad to be back. And I, I, I'm sure you're, you're, you're glad to be you know, under, you know, starting to plan and, and really get into the fine tuning of, of the conference that you guys have going on in January. So l- let's, um, let's start off with, with your job role. What exactly does an executive vice president of programming do? Um, at a high level, I'm responsible for securing the speakers, creating the content, the schedule flow of the event and staying on top of what's happening in the industry. And now, how did you sort of, because you come from an entrepreneurial background, how did you get involved with planning events and planning conferences? Um, So I would say um, in 2008, a friend of mine asked for, you know, some help on his startup. So I was helping him and he invited me to go to an event, you know, one of the the meetups that was happening in New York. And I went and it was awful. And like, we (laughs) left and I was like, oh my God, I just lost two hours of my life. I'm never going to get back. Like, Why? And so he said, well, could you do a better job? Yeah. So, okay, great. Let's do it. Fine. Um, You know, I'm still working a nine to five kind of job in marketing. So we, we launched future of local, which was a 
panel discussion once a month. And what started out with like 30 people turned into a few hundred on a week, monthly basis. Um, and then, you know, because I was so involved with the New York tech space, when my husband got relocated to Brazil, um, I figured I could take some of the knowledge and experience that I'd had in New York and translate that over there. So ended up producing the first demo day to ever take place in the country for an accelerator. And then the first Entrepreneur Week, which is a five-day event with uh, 145 speakers. Um, so following those two events, I mean, as you said before, networking is a huge uh, part of my life and has been extremely important. So because of the network that I had built, was able to launch LATAM Founders, which is a private network for investors and CEOs focused on tech in Latin America. And then when we came back to the U.S., I joined Lab Ventures to uh, you know, be on the venture side of things. When we started talking about company building and what are the best ways to build and strengthen these types of relationships with corporations, with investors, with other technology providers out there, in my background is in events and connecting people. So you can think of me as a, as a business yenta, if you will. <laughs> and, um, you know, I asked my, asked my partner, it's like, okay, well, can I just launch an event series? I said, sure, go for it. Um, so that's how Future of Logistics came to be. And then in 2019, Connective acquired my event series. So it's, it's been an exciting few years. So, so how did you, did you have, uh, I guess, a, a familiarity with logistics before starting up a logistics event, or maybe it was just part of, uh, you know, part of your network? How did you really get involved with logistics? So we were with the lab, we were looking at the three areas that were most prominent and disruptive in Miami, particularly. So logistics, real estate and travel. And that's initially what got me into the industry. We did our first event in 2017 that had about 200 people. And then the following year, about 450 people. Um, when I'm excited about an industry, I just dive headfirst in and start to figure out what the ecosystem looks like and, and who should be there. And with logistics, there's so much room for disruption. Um, there's so many new technologies. There's so many areas that you can explore. And for me, that was what was really interesting. That's awesome. And you said something interesting earlier. You mentioned that you went to an event and it was so boring that you left early. And so you wanted to create an event that was better. What were some of those things that you wanted to incorporate into an event that wasn't that you hadn't seen before? Um, I wanted to have really interesting conversations on stage. I wanted people to be able to walk away learning something as opposed to just hearing a sales pitch. Mm. So I think for me, it was coming up with the dynamic of who can play off each other on stage. Um, I love putting competitors together, for example. Um, I think that when you have that organic conversation, a lot of interesting points will come out. Mm. And I think, you know, one of the things that we do with Manifest is it's not pay to play. Um, so I think there's been a change in the event industry with most events actually charging to be a speaker. Um, and we're, I'm actually reaching out only to people that I think will, that are making an impact on the industry and would be beneficial for others to learn from. Absolutely. I, I love that approach because I, I, I think we've all been to conferences in the past where it's, it just feels like a sales pitch and they want people to start lining up in the middle of the event in order to buy someone's book or something. <laughs> so yeah. those are more of some of the like more cringy moments, but you're yeah. based in Miami now. And, and with being based in Miami over the last year, it's been insane to watch 
the the I guess the in the the nation as a whole shift their mindset from the tech scene being in California versus Miami. Talk to me about your just your personal experience with seeing the growth of the tech scene in Miami. I, I would imagine that the networking has been going off and that you're you're able to make some of those those better connections in person. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, a lot of people have moved down to Miami over the last year. And I think you know, having such an influx of different people has been wonderful for the ecosystem. Uh, there's a whole kind of old school group that's been in the tech space for a while here. So having all the new people come and blending it together, I think has been really interesting to watch. Um, overall, I mean, I'm excited for me. I've been able to meet more people in person, which is obviously great. Um, and Miami people come through here all the time. So it's, it's, it's a nice place to be. I can't complain. <laughs> And, and being in Miami, there's a lot of entrepreneurs around there. You're an entrepreneur yourself and, and you founded companies, sold them, adjusted your, your workday kind of around that. Tell us a little bit about that journey. What was it? I would imagine it would be tough to give up, uh, you know, what, what essentially is your baby, that your company that you poured a lot of heart and, and blood and sweat and tears into. Was it difficult to make that decision or was it ultimately, you know, a breath of fresh air to, to have additional help? Uh, no, it was. It was definitely uh, something that I was pushing for and, and looking to do. Um, I knew that I'd created something with with value, and it, it's been an extremely important experience for the people that have come. And to be able to take what I've created and bring it to the next level, I needed more support. I needed more people that could help me. I mean, when I was doing Future of Logistics, it was me doing everything soups to nuts, mm. all of it. Um, I did bring on two people. So I have, you know, an awesome team, but, you know, selling the company and, and joining manifest really gave me this incredible opportunity to bring what I had envisioned, you know, or hoped my event would become, you know, to a reality. Um, and I've been really lucky. I I've been able to hire my dream team, um, and, and having the support of, you know, operations and marketing and people that, that truly understand all of the inner workings that go into this type of an event has been an invaluable experience so far. Well, well let's let's switch gears and, and talk about Manifest, the future of, of logistics, because it, it caught my eye because I, I'm a full disclosure. I am an email subscriber to, to the Manifest email. I love it. I, I saw the website and it was the most, one of the most impressive lists of speakers that I've ever seen, especially when it comes to the logistics industry. What all has gone into planning the topics and the speakers? I would imagine this has been a long process to undertake. Yeah. I mean, we've been working on it for a while. Uh, initially, it was supposed to take place in June of this year, and we moved it because of COVID. I mean, safety is our main priority for our attendees. So I've had... This is actually the longest runway that I've ever had in my life to plan an event. Oh, wow. Uh, which is, yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Normally, uh, my other events were, you know, three to four months max, um, with time. So it was a much more scrambled approach. Now we can actually take more time and go do deeper dives into a variety of different areas, which makes it so exciting. Um, you know, and manifest is the only event that encompasses the whole logistics supply chain from ocean and maritime through last mile and within the four walls of the warehouse. And, and, and you brought it up, but speaking of the elephant in the room with COVID, how many times have you had to adjust this plan to accommodate the, the varying, you know, CDC guidelines and all the other, you know, new rules that seemingly pop up all the time? We were really fortunate that we moved the show to January like when we did. So we didn't have the scramble that a lot of other mm. people have experienced in trying to 
find new dates or venues and whatnot. We did that early on. I would say one thing that's been different than what I'm used to is definitely having to keep on talk of the, uh, the travel bans and that sort of thing. You know, mm. Manifest is a global show. I've confirmed speakers from 27 different countries. Oh, so wow. pay more attention in that regard. Um, but we have decided, you know, Manifest will be a vaccinated event. So proof of vaccination will be shown before entering. And we're going to be taking every precaution to make sure that, you know, everything is safe for our attendees. Absolutely. I mean, there's only so much you can do. And it sounds like, I mean, especially you have a front and center on the website too, which I help, I, I think helps ease, you know, any kind of concerns, um, that, that folks may have, but from go- traveling over the last month, the overwhelming opinion of feet of people was, I am so glad to be back. And it was funny to hear some of the conversations, like one gentleman in particular, he was like, I forgot how to pack for a conference. And so hearing those kind of stories, I, I, I thought that that was interesting. And, and those events as well took you know, as, as many precautions as you possibly can take. And then ultimately the, the crowd is able to, to ease the stress a little and, and, and have some fun. Now with the, the lead time that, that you mentioned that you have before the January conference, you've also been doing something that's really unique compared to any other conference I've seen is that you've been holding these interviews with speakers and with some of the companies that are going to be appearing, that that's a little bit of a different content approach. And I, I love it from the content marketing perspective. What, Tell me a little bit about that process, how it came to be and, and, and how you're executing it. Honestly, when, when a number of shows started going virtual, we had a conversation, you know, should we consider going virtual? What are the options? And we all kind of revolted against it because I mean, from our team, we're all live events people and let's focus on what we're good at. We know we can bring this to life. Um, and we had moved the show. So we had a lot of runtime and we were trying, you know, basically went into one of our meetings and was like, look, we need to find more ways to give more value to our speakers, to our sponsors, to our network. As we lead up to the show, uh, I'd love to do a fireside chat series. Again, it's similar, I guess I'm, I'm work with people that are agreeable and say, sure, go for it. If you want to tackle that, have a good time. Um, so basically that's, that's how the fireside chat series started. And I'm interviewing speakers and sponsors and our partners, um, to highlight and amplify what they're doing. So when they have a big announcement coming up, we'll do an interview as a way to kind of bump that up and you'll get more details and kind of behind the scene looks on what's really going on behind the the news lines you're seeing. I love it because it's such a good, it's, it's a good way to promo the conference without feeling like it's super salesy. Because I think for, for a lot of conferences and events in the past, essentially all they do is, is make like a a highlight reel or a promo reel. And that's really it. I think conducting the, the pre-show interviews, I love that idea. So I've been watching some of those videos and I'll link to those in the description as well. In case any of you guys want to go and check out some of those interviews for the speakers and the panelists that are going to actually be at Manifest in January. Um, at, while you're having these fireside chats, were there any topics that, I mean, you're obviously in the trenches, but were there any topics that just sort of jumped out at you that said, wow, I can't wait to learn more about, you know, this company or learn more about this topic? Um, I think quantum computing is going to be extremely interesting. That hasn't aired yet, but um, the conversations that we were having are, it's an area that I'm not as versed in. So I think that was quite interesting. Um, I mean, overall, I've had some incredible conversations. We spoke with Stantec about, you know, the infrastructure and programming that you need to, you know, launch an autonomous program uh, within your business with point pickup, you know, discussing the last mile and retaining that that customer relationship all the way through. 
Um, so the conversations have been really fun. And I mean, I'm, I'm lucky, I'm fortunate I get to have these conversations with really innovative people and they're taking the time to answer whatever questions I have, which is great. Now, separate from the fireside chats that you've already had, do, do you have any favorite topics that you're looking forward to? And, you know, maybe even some favorite segments or tracks that you can share with us? Uh, there's tons. I mean, we're, we're kicking off the show with our Maritime and Port Symposium, which will explore collaboration towards with innovation with the dock. We're thinking about, um, you know, ocean freight with Prolo- uh, CargoLogic and Nautilus Labs how um, companies are addressing energy consumption with, you know, LogWord and ClearNow and Slink. Um, we'll go into some of the complexities around, you know, the rise in e-commerce and the demand with global container terminals, the Florida Custom Brokers Association and Maersk. Um, you know, and then we have, we have keynotes with E2Open, Domatic, Rider, UPS, and GoPuff. Uh, I mean, like there's, I can keep talking about this, uh, you know, like leveraging real-time visibility, uh, to predict, assess and mitigate risk with project 44 and Tive, everything and Alibaba, um, we'll tackle sustainability with Ikea and H and M, um, as I mentioned, quantum computing with Honeywell, the future of work is something that keeps coming up quite a bit. Um, so backcountry and Kaha Robotics and Butterfly, we'll dive into some of those. Um, you know, we're, we're really covering, we're covering a lot of grant. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it sounds like all the aspects of the, the really the industry, all of the hot topics are really going to be covered. And it, it, it sounds like you guys got, you know, a, a bunch of the key players involved, including Cargo Logic. We just had Miles on the show about a month ago, and he's a fellow, you know, Miami tech Miami tech person. So that, that's cool that you guys are connected. It's kind of a small world when you think about it. It is. Um, I that. He's a, he's a good friend. Um, and one thing that's also different is we will be, you know, bringing in the investor perspective. We have investors from Playground Global, from Fontanales, from new, uh, new road capital partners and more. So, uh, we'll be bringing all of those pieces together. And I will say, I'm looking forward to your panel that you're moderating with, uh, Kodiak Robotics, Embark, Hasai, and Plus. Uh, likewise, I, I am thoroughly looking forward to that because I, I think that that's, you know, I, I, I think we both share a, a common curiosity when it comes to logistics. And, and that's one of the sectors that I know a little bit about, but I can't wait to learn more about. And especially from from those kind of industry vets like that, it's going to be fascinating. So I'm, I'm, you know, selfishly, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Um, and then you also mentioned in, in our pre-show meeting, you, you talked about the off the grid experience is tell me a little bit about that because is it something where like no tech is allowed or what's going on with that? Uh, you know, most events like this tend to be a bunch of booths and business cards and we're doing things different. We're, we're going to get a little weird, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's an example. Uh, we're having a bacon bloody Mary donut bar, um, oh, wow. a puppy lounge. There'll be a, craft- yes. Geodis is sponsoring a puppy lounge. So that's a puppy. No, that is incredible. I sold. <laughs> Um, I told them, I, I, if you can't find me at any time, I will be there. <laughs> Likewise, I'll be right there with you. That is incredible. I've always imagined, you know, the, the puffy bowl during the Super Bowl, just wanting to sit in the middle of that field during the halftime show. So if you guys have anything close to that, then sign me up. I'll be there the entire time. Now, now you can have that opportunity. <laughs> manifest. Uh, we'll have uh, um, a craft mocktail bar sponsored by the Front Door Collective. 
a women's luncheon sponsored by DHL, Project 44, NAI, which our president, Courtney Muller, is hosting. Um, at one of your, actually, one of your panelists, Plus, will be doing ride-alongs. So in addition to having all the autonomous trucks and vehicles there, we'll also dive into LIDAR um, with Hasai and AI. We'll go into EVs with XOS. We'll go into drones with Flytrex and Wingcopter. Um, we're definitely going down the rabbit hole with robotics. There's a lot of robotics folks that are going to be coming um, from Domatic to Swisslog to Geek Plus. Um, and then, so there's, there's going to be a lot of, uh, of interactive and new ways to engage with the different technologies that are going to be disrupting the logistics industry. So you have lots of learning with robotics and all of these different, you know, just high profile companies. And then you have the Bloody Mary and the donut bar, which checks those boxes for me. And then the puppy area. I mean, it sounds like you have something for everyone and it's in Vegas. So and it's yeah. So it's a big, big selling points all around. And and I know that you mentioned that you also have a surprise special announcement. And I, I love surprises. I don't know what this is. So go ahead and, and, and share it with us. Uh, so for our closing party, uh, Ludacris will be closing out our show. No um, so we're very excited about that. He's actually invested in a number of companies in the space. So we'll probably hear from him as well. Luda out here getting involved in logistics. Luda logistics. That has a nice ring to it. (laughs) All right, right, Pam. Well, I I mean, obviously I'm, I'm going, I'm going to be attending the conference. I'm honored to be hosting, you know, a a panel for you guys. Um, And then all of the different educational experiences that you're going to be sharing throughout and leading up to the conference itself. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Anything else that the audience should know where they can register, where they can purchase tickets, all that good stuff. Um, so yes, go to our website, Manifest, and uh, make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter, The Fest. Um, we, I, I curate a lot of the, the news that's happening in the industry as well as funding. Um, and so far, it's gotten really good feedback from everybody that's been getting it. So please join us there. Follow us on LinkedIn. Um, and hopefully, we'll see you in Vegas. January Absolutely. 20- January 2022. And, and I love it because your your email newsletter, even if you you should go to the conference, but if you're not comfortable yet, sign up for that newsletter because it really is. It's it's like my go-to each week where I get to get a digest of the entire industry in one email without having to scroll through a thousand different stories. So I love it. Um, I encourage everyone to go out and, and sign up for it and check out the events page. So thank you so much, Pam. Um, it was a pleasure speaking to you and looking forward to the event. Thank you so much. Looking forward to having you. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself, so word of mouth goes a long way. You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. That's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumley, and I will see you real soon.